Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 1 and uh, meet me at verse 17. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. Want to welcome everybody in the building today. Thank you for joining us, everybody worshiping with us online. Everybody that will watch the replay, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And we started a series on Wednesday, and we're going to go through the month of May. We're just going to talk about faith. What is faith? And we're going to dive into this conversation. I'm just going to stop. I'm never going to end. I'm just going to stop uh, each session, each time that we're together, because it's going to be a one long conversation that's going to take us through the rest of May. And if the Lord see fit further than that, today we're going to talk about the faith effect the faith effect. In Romans chapter 1, verse 17, why don't you read this with me? It's on the screen. Read it with me. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Who shall live by faith? Who shall live by faith? How shall the just live? Now, this is so very important that we understand that the just shall live by faith. First, we must understand that we receive righteousness through faith and the power to live by faith. And so we receive righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is right standing with God. Righteousness is the condition that you are acceptable to God. We receive righteousness, our right standing by faith in the finished works of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, then we are saved. And at that moment, not only are we saved, we are declared righteous or in right standing with God. We are acceptable to God and therefore we become the just. The just is just a short word for justified, which means declared righteous, or God is treating you just as if you've never sinned. And this is what the righteousness of God means, that I'm no longer a sinner, I am now justified. I am no longer a sinner, I am now declared righteous. I'm no longer a sinner, I am now declared acceptable in the presence of God. So if you are a saint, if you have confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead, you are the righteousness of God and you are not a sinner. Now, do righteous people sin? Yes, but we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus, who forgives us of all of our sins. Our condition doesn't change. We're still righteous, but we are righteous by faith. Somebody say, I'm righteous by faith. The just are those that have been declared righteous, and you have to receive that by faith. You receive righteousness by faith. Now, faith is a way of living. Faith is not optional or a suggestion. Faith is required and mandatory. When the Lord tells us through the Apostle Paul that the just shall live by faith, that wasn't optional, okay? That wasn't a good suggestion that he, 
he told us that was a requirement and it was mandatory that since we have been declared righteous, we are to walk, we are to live moment by moment, decision by decision, thought by thought, action by action, by faith. This is why it tells us in scripture that anything that's not of faith is sin because the just shall live by faith. We're not, it's not optional. It's not a suggestion. We are going to live by faith. And faith is belief, trust, confidence, rest. We understand that faith works by love. Faith comes by hearing. Faith pleases God. Faith walks. Faith talks. Faith overcomes the world. Faith is the foundation of hope. The just shall live by faith. We are saved by faith. We are healed by faith. We access grace by faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith ends only with the desired result. Faith doesn't doubt God. Faith doesn't fear the devil. Faith doesn't draw back from a fight. And faith doesn't waver at the promise. This is how we live. We live by faith. Say this after me. I live by faith. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the writer of Hebrews tells us here in verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so the writer of Hebrews tells us, uh, he doesn't say it's hard or it's difficult to please God without faith. He literally says it's impossible that you cannot please God. How many of you want to please God? Raise your hand. You want, how many of you want to please God more? And so it's impossible to please God without faith. You cannot please God without faith. And in this verse, it's so telling in this verse that the first thing we must do is believe. We must believe. So we must, it's not a suggestion, it's not optional, we must believe. If we're going to please God, we must believe. Pastor, why do you keep saying it over and over? Because I think some people think they're believing, and they're not. And then they're, they're not in faith. We must believe, and what are we believing? That he is, that he exists. I think some of us have a mental kind of... Ascent towards, I believe that there is a God, and and I talked to a guy the other day, and he's agnostic, which means he he believes there is a God, he just don't know which one's God. This is not what this verse is talking about. We must believe that our God is God, that He is Lord God, that He's Jehovah Jireh, He's our provider, He's El Elyon, the Most High God. We believe that He exists, not just in theory, but re in reality. Even though he's invisible, he ex he's more real than you and I are. We must believe that he exists and that he rewards faith. This is important. We believe he exists and we believe he rewards our faith. When we are believing God and we have confidence in God and trusting God, we are believing that God will reward this. That as we diligently seek him, we are believing God is going to reward us for seeking him. 
Amen. Amen. How many believe God is a rewarder? Amen. Amen. We're not wasting our time. We're not spinning our wheels. We're not just down on this earth, just uh, robots and minions and just doing things without uh, any type of a reward system. You know, there's going to be rewards in heaven. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be a candidate. Praise God. I want well done. Good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. There, there is a reward system in play, and we must believe that God rewards faith. And we said this on Wednesday, and I need to say it again today. God is pleased when you are believing him for something that hasn't manifested yet. I'm going to say it one more time. This is how you please God. You don't please God when something manifests. You please God when you're believing him first before something manifests. And God looks down from heaven and says, that pleases me that my children are believing me for something that hasn't materialized yet, that hasn't manifested yet. God is pleased with that type of faith. And so I know you've been believing God for something for a long time. That simply means you've been pleasing God for a long time. Are you listening to me today? You've been pleasing him for a long time because you've been believing him for something that hasn't materialized or manifested yet. Somebody say, I have faith in God. God. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one, the writer of Hebrews tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Now, keep this on the screen. I want us to read this together. Come on. Ready? Read. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped That's right. The evidence of things not seen. This is what faith is. Now, let's break this down. Faith is the substance. That word substance means the undergirding material or the foundation. Now, somebody shout now. Now, now this is important because faith is always now. Faith is always now. Faith is the undergirding foundational material of things hoped for. Now, hope is an intense, earnest expectation of something good. Hope is always in the future. Hope in and of itself has no substance. Faith gives substance, gives foundation, gives that undergirding material to what you hope for. Hope without substance is simply a wish. You can hope for something to occur in the future, but you may not have any faith for it to occur in the future. Faith is what establishes the hope. Once you see the intense, earnest expectation, now you have to get faith in order to continue to believe God for something to occur in the future. And so faith is primarily important because it's what gives you that foundation that what God has said, the promise God has said, the expectation that you have in your mind, the vision that the Lord has given you, that's always in the future. But your faith that you possess right now in God is bringing the past that future promise into reality. Faith brings into reality what you see in the invisible realm. Faith brings into reality what you hope for. Faith brings into reality what you see down the road, and it's your faith that grabs a hold of it, grabs it, and brings it into your life. Somebody shout, I have faith. faith. 
Now let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in the Passion Translation. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in the Passion Translation. And it says here, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Now, did you see that or did you hear that? Faith brings our hopes into reality. Faith is the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. And so faith is what's going to bring the promise of God into the reality. Faith is what's going to bring what you are expecting into reality. It's like when you send your children to school. We are hoping that they get a good education and that they're coming home safe and sound. And then our faith is what is bringing that into reality. Are you listening to me today? We are believing God. We are trusting God. We have confidence in God that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. If I see it in his word, he's going to do that. This is what faith says. Now, hope is there's an expectation that he'll do it. But faith said he is doing it because he said he's going to do it. This is what faith in God is all about, that you are literally taking God at his word. And you're saying, God, you said it. That settles it. You said it. I believe it, and anything else is a contradiction to what you have said. That is faith in God. Now, I want you to see something in the Amplified Bible. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. Are you ready? It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things that we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now, that's a lot of words, but I want to break this down for you. Are you ready? <laughs> faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. And it's the proof of what we do not see. Faith is the confirmation, the title deed. Now this morning, I left home and I had to go back home because the Lord gave me an illustration and I had to go back home and I went and grabbed it. Right here in this envelope is the title deed of the car I own, all right? You can't see my car right now, right? You may, many of you don't even know what kind of car I drive, right? This is the title deed of the car. You don't see it. You don't know where I park. You don't know where it is. Many of you don't know what model, what, what color, what brand, what, what type, anything. But I have the title deed telling you that I own the car. So do you believe I own the car? Why do you believe I own the car? Because I'm But can you see the car? But you believe I own it. But you can't see it? Why do you believe I own it if you can't see the car? Huh? Because I got the title. So although you can't see my car, you believe I own the car because I got the title. Now stay with me. 
Stacy and I are going out of town and we're going to stay in a hotel and they gave us a confirmation number. Faith is the confirmation. And they gave us this confirmation number. It's on my phone. I've never been to, I've never stayed in a hotel in the city that we're going to. But I'm going to go down to the hotel and I'm going to give them my confirmation number. I've never seen the hotel. But I'm going to go in there with my confirmation number and I'm going to give it to them. Why am I going to do that? Because I have confirmation that I have this hotel room. But I've never seen the hotel room. I've never even seen the hotel. I don't even know exactly. I've got the address, but I've never driven down the road of the hotel. But I know for a fact when we hop in the car and drive down there, we're going to get in this hotel. Why do I know that? Because I have a confirmation number. Now, let's say I go to the counter and I say, here's my confirmation number for such and such room. And they say, Mr. Alexander, we don't have a room for you. Am I going to say, oh, guys, you know what? I'm sorry. You know what? Let me just, babe, they don't have a room for us. You know, my goodness, let me travel back on to Charlotte because they don't have a room. Am I going to do that? I'm going to say, wait a minute now. Here's the confirmation number. Maybe I didn't read it to you correctly. Let me read you the number again. Well, Mr. Alexander, we don't have a room for you. Am I going to be like, well, I guess we got to find another hotel. Would y'all do that? Huh? Would y'all do that? Well, I guess we got to find another hotel because they said they didn't have a room. No, I'm going to stand there and I'm going to say, I have a confirmation number. And I don't care if you got to kick somebody out of a room. (laughs) That doesn't bother me one bit. If you got to build a room right now, get the construction guys here and get the building. I'll go to dinner and come on back and hope and and the room should be ready. I don't care what you got to do to get me in this room. I have a confirmation number. Side note, this actually happened one particular time. I go to a hotel and the hotel said they didn't have my conference. They didn't have a room for me. I said, I got a conference. I, I said, listen, you might have to kick somebody out. I don't care. I get a room. They, they still running around. They're scrambling. I went to the wrong hotel. <laughs> they said, sir, uh, actually it's the hotel next door. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had them scrambling, boy. But you, when you have a confirmation number, you're not going to back down. And, and likewise, when you have a confirmation number, you have a title D. God says that by his stripes, you were healed. The symptoms say that you're in pain. Well, you're in pain. You're going to have to deal with this the rest of your life. The doctor said this is something you're going to deal with for the rest of your life. Just get used to it because you're going to deal with the rest of your life. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to get your title deed out and say, my title deed says I own health. My title deed says I own, I am the righteousness of God and I'm in right standing with him and by God, his precious son, Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Now you're not trying to convince them of that. You are holding on to your title deed. Are you going to go in with your confirmation? 
And, and your confirmation says, well, your bank account says you don't have enough money. Well, hey, Philippians 4.19 says he shall supply all. That's your confirmation. Well, I'm looking for a good report. I think Jeremy talked about that. I'm looking for it. Here's your good report. God's going to supply. I said he's going to supply. I said he's going to supply all your need. Whatever you lack, he's going to supply it. That's your confirmation. And you hold on to it. Your faith says, I'm going to hold on to the word of God. I don't care what this says. I don't really care what that says. I'm not interested in what that's saying. I'm interested in what the word of God says, because this is my confirmation and this is my title deed. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout, I have faith in God. You're going to get to a point, whether you've been there or not, that you're going to have to hold on to the word of God. You're going to have to hold on to the word because everything else is telling you something different. And everybody else is telling you something different. And situations is telling you something different. And Pookie and Ray Ray are telling you something different. And even your mom and dad might tell you something different. You're going to have to get a hold of that word of God and say, the word of God says, I have it. It is mine. I have it now. I have it now. Somebody say, I have it now. Faith says, I have it now. Faith doesn't say, I'm, re- I'm ready, I'm waiting to get it. Faith says, we have it now. Because the word of God says, we have it now. You, you're not trying to get healed. You're, you are healed. And you're resisting sickness. Are you listening to me? You're not trying to get more money. You, got, you are prosperous. And you're resisting lack. This is your stance. The word says, you have it. And so now... You fight the good fight of faith. And guess what a good fight is? A fight that you always win. And a bad fight if you're losing. Many of you know, I know Daniel Cormier, UFC heavyweight champion. And I said, what's a good fight? He said, it's a fight you win. That's a good fight. That's a fight you win. We're going to fight the good fight. That means we win. If we don't quit, we win. Hold on to it. Just like you would fight the lady at the counter that says you don't have a hotel room. And I ain't the only one that would be fighting up in here. (laughs) You hold on and fight in the invisible realm the same way. You're not going to leave that hotel until you get a room. Or you're going to get your money back now. I want to see it in the account right now. I'm not waiting three days. I want it back now. Am I right about it? That's how aggressive you've got to be in your faith. you got to have bulldog faith when you take a hold of the promise of God and you grab a hold of it and you don't be shaken until you obtain what God has promised. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Glory be to God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith, read it with me. Come on. One, two, three, read. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith says the same thing the word of God says. Are you listening to me? Faith says the same thing the word of God says. When you declare the word of God, you are declaring your faith. You are not lying when you declare the word of God. Are you listening to me? I know it feels like I'm lying. Well, oh, I got, I got, how you doing, Devon? I am well able. I am strong in the Lord, in the power. I could be feeling bad down, out and about, but I'm declaring the word of God. I am more than a conqueror. 
How you, how you doing? I am strong. I am the righteousness of God. I've been, I've been talking to myself about this and stop saying I'm tired all the time. The word don't say that we're tired. The word says we're strong. And you're not lying when you release your faith. How you doing? I'm strong. Not in myself, in the Lord. And in the power of his might. I'm strong. Now, don't lie. Listen, don't lie. Just release your faith. Release your faith. Locate where you are in the word and release it out of your mouth. We're going to be talking about how to release our faith. Faith will grow with an understanding of the word. Your faith will increase. It comes by hearing. It'll grow with an understanding of the word. And you cannot have faith beyond the knowledge of what the word says. This is where we get into people being phony and and so on and so forth because they believe they're believing God beyond their knowledge of even what the word says. And so that's why it's important that we are being taught the word of God and not so much a bunch of uh, hooping and uh, some shout and uh, come on somebody. If you would run, uh, then everybody run. And then you leave here and you didn't learn nothing. You just had spiritual calisthenics and you didn't learn a thing. And, And I want to teach you the word so you can leave here full of faith. Knowing that I found it in the word, God said it, I'll have it, and I'm not going to quit until I see it come to pass in my life. Somebody shout amen. Amen. You don't waste time spending time in the word of God. You don't waste time. You just increase in faith as you spend time. This is why we read our two chapters a day. We're increasing in faith. As we're reading, we're, we're seeing the goodness of God. And we're saying, God says we can have this. And you grab a hold of it. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Romans 8, chapter 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Sorry, Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He who did not spare his own life, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So this verse is talking about God did not spare his son Jesus, but he gave him as a sacrifice for us all. If he gave Jesus as a sacrifice for us all, will he not also give us all things? Hallelujah. There's been a a teaching going around, and I don't entirely disagree. I just, I, I think it's incomplete. More incomplete than it is incorrect, but it's what Jesus, Jesus is enough. And, and, and just Jesus is enough. You don't, you don't need good health. Jesus is enough. No, Jesus and good health, uh, is, is, is really good. I only got one person that said yeah to that. Amen to that. I mean, it's really good to have some good health and Jesus. Amen. Well, Jesus is enough. Well, having, being able to take care of your family and having Jesus. That's a good thing. I get what they're saying, Jesus is enough. You don't need these other things. What's more important is having Jesus. I get that. But Jesus is also promising us here in in verse 32, if he gave you him, he's also going to freely give you everything else. Glory to God. Somebody shout, I receive. I I mean, he wants to give it. So just receive it. And how do we receive it? By By faith. 
You say, Lord, I'll, I, by faith, I take a hold of every good thing that you have for me. By faith, I see it in the word. I take a hold of that by faith. I've been reading in the word, just my own study time, reading the Lord. How many times, Kurt, the Lord tells us he's going to give us something. And we sitting there trying to work for it and sweat and earn it and deserve it. And the Lord said, I'm going to give it. Well, guess what I'm going to do? Receive it by faith. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hand up like this and say, I receive it. This is how you receive it. You get it by faith. It is mine and you take it by faith. This is why Abram could wait, what, more than 20 years for the promise of his son, Isaac. And he said that he didn't waver. We'll talk about this in our faith series. He didn't waver. Why? Because he received it and he trusted the integrity of God's word. And if it took over 20 years, so be it. I still receive it. And it will manifest. I'm not talking. Listen, I'm not trying to produce uh, weak sheep. You're not weak sheep. okay? you strong and you can you can receive something. And it'll, it'll manifest. I just, I just sense I got to tell the story. I had no intention of telling the story. Many, many years ago, a man came to our, our ministry and he stood right here and he declared that he was going to send, uh, I believe it was a $5,000 check, if I remember correctly the story. I'm going to sow $5,000 into the ministry. We all, hallelujah, glory to God, we moved on. Uh, actually, no, I, I correct myself. He he was sowing $5,000 into uh, the car. I had gotten a car accident. I got to tell the whole story now. All right, let me tell the story. I got in a car accident. The car got totaled. We had to go and get a car, and he felt like the devil kind of stole from us, and he wanted to sow $5,000 in us paying off the car. That's what it was. So he told me, I'm going to sow $5,000 in our car. Well, I received it. Praise God. Glory to God. It was three years before I got that $5,000 check. Now watch this. I never called him. I never called him and said, hey man, you remember you said, I never did that. Could I have done that? Probably, but the Lord didn't lead me that way. The Lord said, I want you to believe me for it. And I just went, Lord, I believe I received that $5,000 check. I believe I received the $5,000 check. I believe I receive it. And years Years, I believe I received that. Years. Did you hear me say years? Yes. One day, he said, did I ever send you that $5,000 check? He said that. I said, no, I, I, never, I never received it. He goes, I am sorry. I'm getting it to you right there. He overnighted it, got it the next day. Hallelujah. Years of I believe, I receive it. And, I th- and when you believe you receive, you thank God for it. I didn't have the check, but I was thanking God for it. Are you listening to it? This is faith that we're actually thanking God for something that hasn't happened yet. This is faith. Somebody shout, I have faith faith in God. God. Romans chapter 5, verse 2. Romans chapter 5, verse 2. Paul tells us here, through whom also... We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice. There it is again in hope, the intense earnest expectation of the glory, which is the goodness of God. But how do we access 
this grace by faith. Grace is God giving you everything that you can't earn and you don't deserve. Grace is God making a way for you. It's the favor of God. It's 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 unfair partiality. You you can't earn it. You don't deserve it. This is the grace of God. How do we access this grace? We access it by faith. I like what Jeremy said last week that grace sets the table. You remember him saying that? But faith eats. We sit down and we eat from the table that grace has set. God has made all of his precious promises available to you and I, but only some of us access it. You look around. Don't compare yourself. Never compare yourself to anybody else. But you're not you're not a fool. You can look around and you say, why is that person always struggling? Just they just struggle. You know, people like this, they just struggle and they struggle and they struggle and, and they're saved. This is why Jesus, just Jesus ain't enough. They, they got Jesus, but they need to have their mind renewed to the word of God that they have precious promises available to them. And if they would just release their faith, they can access God's grace and they can receive more grace. Scripture talks about more grace. They can receive more of what God has for them if you access it by faith. Somebody say, I have faith in God. God. Galatians 2.21, and I'll end with this. Galatians 2.21, Paul tells us, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. The King James Version says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. If you don't live by faith, you frustrate God's grace. Did you hear me? If you don't live by faith, you frustrate God's grace. Say this after me. If I don't live by faith, I I frustrate God's grace. And we don't want to frustrate the grace of God. God has provided for us and he wants us to access it by faith in him. I don't want to frustrate his grace. I want to access everything he's provided for me by faith. And it's by faith that we grab a hold of it and we say it is ours. It is mine. I'll have it now. And as you grab a hold of it by faith, it is materializing manifesting even as we speak. It is coming to you right now as you are grabbing hold of everything God has provided by faith. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.